Hello and welcome to our next episode of Mobility Via Podcast. I'm John Denworth. I'm a partner in our global mobility services practice at KPMG. Along with me is Kyle Christensen. On some of our prior podcasts, we've covered a lot of the key topics surrounding work from anywhere and what companies are thinking about in terms of future structure and policies as their offices begin to reopen and assignees start traveling again. Whatever way we look at it, remote working and flexibility is here to stay, and reasonably so. On previous episodes of this podcast and in the market, undoubtedly, you've heard about all of the state-to-state, international, the flexibility, all of those various topics. Kyle and I are here today to talk to you about a wrinkle to this, particularly something that hits companies along our border, and one here for local Detroit for Kyle and I that we're seeing more and more these days. When you have a population of folks that commute daily across a border, for instance, we'll talk about Windsor, Canada to Detroit here in in Michigan. When you have this population of folks that go from Canada to the United States every day, or or vice versa for that matter, there there are intricacies associated with that in terms of how they should be reporting their compensation. And when they don't travel, when the border is closed, there's a lot more to consider as that. If you've been following this closely in the news at all, you've seen recently that the CRA, the Canadian Revenue Authority, they've come out some recently with some guidance on relief associated with the 2020 tax return. We won't get into that in a lot of detail. We'll cover it just briefly. But that is a retroactive relief that is available. And if you'd like to talk a little bit about it and what it means to your population, please feel free to reach out to Kyle or I or any other KPMG professional that you'd like to talk with. In terms of looking prospectively, we're going to keep this podcast to that level. So like I said, with me is Kyle Christensen. He's a senior manager in our GMS practice here in Detroit with me, and he's helping a lot of companies address this complex issue. Kyle, thanks for joining today. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. So Kyle, can you provide a summary of the main areas that companies need to consider when they have a commuting population? Yeah, sure. And I think with, you know, any any company having level of flexibility, there's a number of key areas that need to be considered, especially for a lot of organizations as we start to look at reopening offices here. And the, the one interesting thing, and John mentioned this, is prior to the pandemic and the borders being closed, U.S. companies have always had a technical compliance requirement in Canada to report income for residents of Canada. So if you think for most commuters, they commute here to the United States or vice versa on a daily basis, but live in the other location. So with this obligation uh, for for U.S. companies and their commuter population, in, in practice, what we saw in the past prior to the pandemic was, you know, potentially companies not following this technical obligation that they have. What what companies are starting to have to think about is as, you know, workplace flexibility starts becoming the norm and, you know, the borders begin to reopen in the future, if you allow this population to work remotely, you know, there's a number of considerations that need to be accounted for. Historically, prior to the pandemic, this group was likely crossing the borders on a daily basis, which largely mitigated a lot of the complexity associated with the commuter population for a company. But as, as we're talking about kind of going forward, as hopefully the borders start to reopen in the near term, but companies look at uh, flexible work arrangements going forward, 
there's a lot of areas to consider. And it's one where it's super important for organizations from the get-go to make sure they have the relevant stakeholders involved to support these decisions that need to be made. So from a, a quick overview of the areas that a lot of companies are looking to address um, especially for for companies that have a large commuter population, is you know first off you know who who are our commuters? So getting a baseline understanding of how many commuters a company may have is very important to to start to work through you know the the relevant changes that may need to happen for a company. The the second big consideration is around corporate tax and permanent establishment. So if you think at a high level. You have U.S. employees currently sitting and working remotely in Canada. And if you have a company that has hundreds of daily border crossers, that's a large number of U.S. employees working in Canada, which creates a number of corporate tax issues that companies need to review. In addition to that, you know, just being able to properly put the systems in place to properly withhold and remit taxes to both countries for an individual when they're working and, uh, you know, employed in different countries. And then in addition to that, you know, there's social tax considerations. So if an individual continues to pay into U.S. social taxes or the Canadian scheme, further, you know, do U.S. benefits continue to apply for these individuals? So if they are working remotely in Canada and they have the ability to do so going forward, does a company's benefit plans allow for similar structure for these types of cases? And then, you know, there's obviously the tracking of these employees, so understanding work patterns and so on and so forth becomes very critical for a company to consider. And then lastly, for for a lot of organizations that haven't historically done the reporting um, in, in Canada for this group, it's a lot of change management. So, you know, communication obviously being key, aligning the stakeholders, making the proper decisions, but having the population of commuters fully understand kind of all the changes that are taking place um, is, is super critical for this group. So as you can as you can imagine, there's a number of steps that need to be considered, but it's one where, you know, companies are, are focusing in and really looking to understand the impact of this population and what it may mean going forward, especially with workplace flexibility being, you know, it seems like the norm for a lot of organizations as we start to reopen. I 100% agree. And I'm so glad that you mentioned all the potential stakeholders, right? There are just so many stakeholders involved in this, and it's important that they all come to the table. And you mentioned change management and communication around that. That's really key to this, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think the change management is, is 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 pivotal. And the reason being is a lot of these folks may have been commuting for the past 20 years, and they're used to the normal process of how they've been doing things. And now that they have a level of flexibility, you know, it, it's it's a big change for a lot of folks. And, you know, a lot of companies need to make sure that they're taking the right steps to, to keep all stakeholders informed, because it, it can be a pretty big change for a population. Absolutely. So you mentioned a, a bunch of areas there that we really should be focused on. What do you think are the most challenging that you've seen companies work through? Yeah, so, so John, really good question. I think the, the one that's very difficult and, you know, there's not enough time in this podcast, we probably could spend hours <laughs> on it, um, 
but is is just the the level of complexity around the compliance that goes into this process. So if you think about it for these individuals, you know, if they've been remote for the last 14 months, you know, they they've been earning wages based on Canadian workdays. So that alone creates a number of complexities where, you know, what country has the right to tax income from a, from wages, but also how does a company even go about structuring the proper employment tax responsibilities that they may have. So the, the, the compliance piece is, is really large. And, you know, we, we continue to reiterate this, but having the right stakeholders engaged from the start as companies are looking at their commuter population is critical because, you know, of all the areas, the compliance is, is super important. But, you know, the corporate tax analysis between how we go about setting things up and so on and so forth is, is really important. So having the stakeholders engaged is, is paramount to being successful in this, but the, the compliance is, you know, to be quite honest, can be very complex, especially for organizations that are looking to allow their, you know, U S workforce, a level of flexibility going forward. And if they extend that same flexibility to their commuter population, you know, it does increase the compliance that, uh, you know, a lot of companies need to address. So do you think this is going to be something that's a short-term issue that'll be addressed by companies, or do you see this something that needs to be much more long-term and planned for? Yeah, I think, I think for, for all companies, irrespective of how they approach kind of workplace flexibility going forward this is this is super important and i think what we see quite often is now is the time to to take the the opportunity to find long-term solutions so i would look at it kind of in two categories one being companies that will allow their employees flexibility going forward and extend the similar level of flexibility to their commuter population now, now is the time to put in the structures and systems to have a long-term solution for this. Um, I think a lot of companies, you know, with the pandemic and the border being closed, it, it really kind of shined a spotlight on their commuters because they've been, you know, likely displaced in another country for a long period of time. So finding the the right long-term solution for each organization will be critical to properly manage this. And I. Th- I think one one thing that we're starting to see quite a bit from a trend perspective is, you know, as companies look at providing level of flexibility and building out work anywhere policies going forward, you know, it, it might be an opportunity for, for companies to kind of have a separate policy for individuals that are crossing the border to work on a daily basis. And, and the reason being, is, you know, allowing full level flexibility of, you know, you can work wherever you'd like, um, just kind of ramps up the level of complexity it takes to manage this population. And just the administrative time would be incredibly burdensome for companies to do the right thing. So what we're starting to really see is from a long term perspective, is companies thinking about maybe we do have a separate policy that puts more rigid guidelines around how much, you know, border crossers can work remotely, which then allows for a level of efficiencies in managing this population going forward. So level of flexibility is, is super important to look at to land on 
kind of long-term solutions and putting processes in place. But even even for companies that say, you know, as the border reopens and you're safely able to travel across, you know, we expect you to be in the office here in the U.S. on a daily basis. Even even for those companies, um, you know, there there's always been the technical requirement to report in Canada for those Canadian tax residents. And it's one that a lot of companies are, are looking at now to put the processes in place to mitigate that risk going forward. So I think it's one for, for any for any company that has commuters, be it hundreds or less than 10, it's, it's definitely worthwhile to look at this as a long-term opportunity to mitigate risk, but also more importantly, you know, be in compliance for years to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we alluded to that at the top that there's there's lots to consider from a going forward perspective and, and the compliance, making sure that the companies are following the rules that have always been on the books. That's that's really important. You've done a lot of really cool things that I've seen in terms of leveraging data and and what what companies should be thinking about from next steps. Can you share a little bit? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one thing that's really interesting for us is you know, I think a lot of companies as, you know, the pandemic has been, you know, the border has been closed for 14 months. And unfortunately, as of right now, there's not a, an end date to that. So, you know, I think a lot of companies have gotten their arms around who their commuter workforce is. But for companies that maybe haven't, you know, it, it's, it's usually a couple steps to identify, you know, do we even have this issue that we need to look into? And what a lot of companies have done as a starting point to identify their commuters is looking at HR data to understand, you know, where where do our folks have permanent mailing addresses, for instance. So in the, in these cases where these folks have been, you know, primarily commuting to the U.S. prior to the pandemic and they live in Canada, likely the mailing address that they have on record with their employer is in Canada. So it's a great starting point to review what companies have from an HR perspective to quantify the level of potential commuters that they may have if they're kind of starting from scratch. Additionally, you know, HR data, you know, some companies struggle with the level of consistency that they may have, you know, looking at immigration documentation is also a good starting point as well, since a lot of companies are sponsoring these employees to work here in the United States. So once, once you kind of have your arms around at least the, the magnitude of, of U.S. employees that are commuters, you can start to look at, you know, how, what do we think they've been doing for the last 14 months or so? And, you know, I think with a lot of companies, you know, if, if offices have been primarily closed and, you you know, the normal U.S. workforce has been working remotely, it's likely safe to assume that that's probably the same case for, you know, the border crossers um, and they're not coming to offices since they're closed. So getting an idea of who they are but also the level of impact of what these folks have been doing for the last 14 months is really a good starting point to kind of work through all of the areas that we outlined before to gauge, you know, what do we may, what do we need to look to do going forward to mitigate risk for the company, but also do the right things uh, for the employees. So there's a couple easy kind of foundational steps and then um, working through those areas. But it's really important, I think, for companies as, you know, fingers crossed the borders do start to reopen 
to have a sense of magnitude and the risk of having this population going forward, but then interlaying that with, you know, what is our company's plans around reopening offices and flexibility going forward? And, you know, as, as we mentioned, continuing that level of flexibility for this population of folks makes things very, uh, not difficult, but more administratively, um, you know, time consuming, if you will, to, to manage these, this, uh, population in the future. So a lot of, a lot of easy steps to start. And then having, you know, as we keep going back to having the relevant stakeholders to be engaged, to support those areas to consider is really important, but it's, it's one we've seen a lot of companies look to do to quantify that and then start having those conversations of how we approach this population going forward. So well said, Kyle. As always, an enlightening conversation with Kyle Christensen. And if, and if you're listening to this podcast and you are currently a client of Kyle's, you know exactly what I mean. But if you, too, want further conversations with Kyle or with me, we, we welcome that on this topic. And it doesn't have to be a Windsor, Detroit-based conversation. Everything that he and I just spoke about, he very eloquently has to do with any kind of border-crossing population here uh, impacting the United States, be it Canada or, or Mexico. There's lots to consider from the nuances. So we'll wrap it up here. Uh, there will be more episodes of this podcast. We'll always continue to bring top of mind issues from what we're hearing in the market to you, the listener. In the meantime, if you have any uh, recommendations or questions, we'd love to hear from you. Please send a note to us-taxwatch at kpmg.com with your thoughts. Thank you so much for your time and thanks for listening to us.